Hello, and welcome to Her Return, a podcast devoted to returning to your feminine essence through embodiment practices, sensual explorations, and unifying the feminine and masculine energies within. I am your host, Lindsay Curtis. Episode number five, Moon Blood. Hmm. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about bleeding time. That time that happens in my life every 29 days. Every 29 days, she comes again. Sometimes a bit more and sometimes a bit less. I absolutely love this time of month. It wasn't always like this for me. For a while, I didn't even realize that I had a period. Of course, I knew I had one because I stuck a tampon inside of me. But beyond that, I had no connection to the blood flowing out of me or what was even going on inside of me. Like all things, that too changed. What changed? What got me to love my period? to celebrate my menstruation, to adore my blood and my sacred moon time. I started to get curious about my body and the consciousness that flows through me almost a decade ago. I stopped birth control because I realized that the hormones of the pill or the ring were really messing with my system and my menstruation just felt off. So I stopped and began to connect to and be curious about my blood, be curious about the state of being I was in when I was bleeding. So I had switched to organic tampons and stopped using any chemicals on my body. Then I remember being introduced to a menstrual cup and it was another huge opening to this developing of connection. And then all of a sudden, I heard about my sisters, my friends, the beautiful women in my life and their experiments and playing with their blood. I was like, what? (laughs) And so I played with putting it on my face like a face mask or on my body. And what was it like to take a bath in my blood, to paint with my blood? What does my blood taste like? And what is it like giving my blood to the earth in reverence? I'll always remember that very first time I gave my blood to the earth about six years ago. So powerful, so, so powerful that my whole body cried and it felt like the deepest homecoming I had experienced up until that moment. I feel this is what is missing from so many lives of so many women. In episode number eight of this podcast, I actually have a conversation with a beautiful woman named Alila Rose Grace, and she's the creator of the Mahina Cup for menstruation. And we actually talk about blood, and she says something that is very, very interesting, but I'll leave it that till then. So tune in, because in a couple weeks that's coming. Mm. Blood. I feel that we have way too many hang-ups and shame around our blood, and that all needs to be dissolved and let go of. 
It's just conditioning and what you've internalized from past experiences. We are imprinted through our first experiences and each experience that we have upon this earth. So what was your first bleed like? How did you feel about it? What messages did you receive? How did the women in your life speak about their periods? How do you currently speak about your period? The words that we use are so, so important and really create and shift our realities. So pay attention. When I was an adolescent, I wasn't allowed to use tampons and used super huge, uncomfortable pads. Sweet little adolescent Lindsay wasn't allowed to throw them away into the trash in the house, in the bathroom. So I would have to wrap these pads up in plastic and go all the way out to the garage to throw them away. And to me, my highly sensitive and emotional self, it was the ultimate walk of shame every time I had to change one of these what felt like diaper pads. And as I would walk down the stairs of the foyer to go towards the back garage door, my father would sometimes make silly comments about the little presents I was going to deliver to the garage or something like that, as he tries to lighten everything with a very mercurial humor. But this would hurt me so deeply because of the shame that I was already feeling, and I felt that my blood was dirty and gross. Of course, there was a practical reason. I was told my blood would smell in the trash and that maybe the dog would go into it. But the result of this was the shame that I held in my heart. And of course, we hold on to shame until we choose to let it go. So when I started to connect with my blood, I chose to process this shame and to look into it and to allow my emotions to flow through me. And what happens when we allow our emotions to flow through is that we can return to our natural state of love, connection, reverence, and celebration. And all of that can be applied to our blood. If your bleeding time is painful and a place of disconnection, it's an invitation from your body for great exploration. Exploring through nutrition, through movement, through expression, and through dreaming can truly bring you into full alignment and open up your portal in even greater comfort and ease. Bleeding time can be our most sensitized time. It's literally, I feel, it's when my senses are most open, expanded, and receptive. Because the portal that my body is, is the most open and receptive. And in that time, it's so helpful and nourishing to be cocooning. I take extra long baths and give myself as much spaciousness as possible, especially the first three days of blood. I have a lot of rituals and practices in my life, and when I'm bleeding, I let all of that go. I allow myself to be fully intuitive and open to receiving what it is I desire to do in each moment and what it is my body is asking for and what it is I feel called to do. For my physical practices, for my emotional expression, for my creativity, and for my imagery. I just let everything flow like my blood that's coming out of me. 
What I do do every single month is do an oracle card spread. So some people like to use tarot, I prefer to use oracle cards, and the one that I use every month for my moon time spread is The Oracle of Mermaids by Lucy Cavendish. I love this deck so much, and I hope to get Lucy on the show sometime. So what I do is the first day of my blood, I do a spread for the whole month, which means I pick a card for each of the four weeks of my cycle, and then I pick a fifth card for the overarching energy of this current cycle. What happens with this um, spread is that I keep the cards in a pile with two present at all times. One, the overarching theme of the cycle, and the other top card is the current week that I'm in. So I'm not sure how to really convey how transformational and on point that this guidance system is for me. It gives me so much love and energy as I go through the month and I get to look at the card, and which I keep on my nightstand. And I get to see this reminder and this guidance, not only of that the energy of this week, but that I am cyclical in nature and that each week of my month I'm in a different energy and that's beautiful and these cards this card spread is one way that helps to really keep me centered in that remembrance and to know that there's also that external verification that I am changing it's like we have four distinct psychologies as women throughout our month our bleeding brain and then our postmenstruation our ovulation, and then our premenstruation. They're very different energies, and the closer we get into them, well, I'll go into more of that another time. But that's just one ritual, the card spread, that I'd really love and invite you to try, especially if things that I've already said here are triggering and you don't really have a connection with your menstrual blood or your menstruation. Explore with a card spread and let me know. Our blood is something truly special and mysterious and it doesn't flow our entire lives so we might as well enjoy it and learn from it while it's here. I send you so much love from the depths of my blood. I'm Lindsay Curtis, and you've been listening to Her Return, the podcast. Subscribe and review this podcast on iTunes, Podbean, and wherever you are listening. Thank you so much for tuning in with me and for that five-star review. Join me for new episodes coming soon.